0: Hey guys, I'm Sophia, and I'm Sophie, and this is the In Pursuit podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're doing a Q&A because we just thought we'd switch it up, and we get a lot of questions regularly in our DMs anyways, so we were like, you know what, let's do a Q&A for fun. Let's just um, answer some of your questions, some of your random questions, some of your more deep questions, and yeah, that's what we're doing. All right, let's just jump right in. All right, here we go. First question. Um, What is something you have taught each other? Yup. Should I start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Something that Sophie has taught me. Sorry, we literally just started this podcast and Sophie hasn't even gotten a word in. <laughs> I'm just talking like the whole time. Um, But something that Sophie has taught me is... A lot of things I feel like you've taught me so much but (laughs) I think if I had like one word to describe Sophie just like as a person actually two words I feel like it's genuine and faithful like I think she is such like a faithful person to the people around her and is so like genuine and real and honest Always. And um, like, I remember one time when we first met, we were sitting in the kitchen and I was just saying to somebody, I don't remember who it was, but I was like, Yeah, it's so funny because Sophie is like the same exact person. Or I didn't say it was so funny. I was like, You're just somebody who's the same person wherever you go. Like, you're the same person with your mom as you are with me, as you are with strangers, as you are with your small group like you're literally the same person always and that's something that I really admire because I think sometimes we can sort of just act different around different people and she's so unapologetically herself and so unapologetically genuine and like cares for people so well and encourages people so well um so yeah that's my
1: answer dang well I've also learned a lot from being friends with Sophia Conti. But I think one of the things is um, (laughs) work ethic. Um, I just admire how hard she works and how diligent she is in like making her own schedule and sticking to what she says she's going to do because she can. And she's just honestly really good at discipline. And I struggle with that a lot. So um, that's something that I've learned from her is discipline and the value of working hard at something to achieve a result. And then another thing is um, acts of service. Like being friends with Soph has helped me so much open my eyes to the needs of the people around me because she's very naturally gifted at jumping in where there's a need and genuinely wanting to help. Like I remember (laughs) there was an event in our friend group where somebody was moving and we were going to go help that person or clean or something. And we were on our way there and I was in the car. We were about to stop at Starbucks to get something to drink before we got there. And Soph was just going on about how excited she was that we were going to get to help this person and how much it was going to mean to them and how she was just like so excited to go and do yard work for this person and I'm sitting in the back seat and I looked at her and I was like I just don't identify with that sentiment at all (laughs) I was like the fact that you get excited about doing things for other people blows my mind and I want to be like you in that like servant's heart of just being like, I want to help people because that's genuinely like my heart to do good for others. Cause God has been so good to me. So I've learned that from you because I am not naturally like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we, we talk about this all the time. Like the things that we've learned from each other are like each other's strengths mm-hmm. that are like our weaknesses, if yeah. that makes sense. So like, my strength is acts of service. My weakness is like being encouraging with my words. And like Soph is, her strength is words. Like she can get up in front of people. She can talk. She can encourage people in a way that's like crazy. She can literally have these like encounters with strangers where like they just encounter the full grace and beauty of sophia victoria and
1: oh my gosh they
0: literally like she will be like oh yeah i met this person at a coffee shop and like we had a two hour long conversation about like jesus and i'm like the thought of doing that is so like insane to me because that that would be the biggest challenge ever to have to carry a conversation with a stranger for two hours (laughs) is such a weakness for me like that it's it would be so difficult so i think we learn a lot from each other's strengths which is
1: really cool yeah and just how to like love people better through loving each other other better oh my gosh that's so cute of us (laughs) no but it's true like my two closest girlfriends and my mom so like three of the people closest to me out of like the five in my life um are all acts of service so i just learn so much just from watching them um And that's it's really challenging, but it's also really encouraging because it's like, oh, wait, people can grow in that. So,
0: yeah. Well, next question. Next question. It's a little bit lighter. It's what's your guys's favorite coffee order? Okay. And I just thought this one was cute because we go to the same coffee shop like almost daily (laughs) and they they're so sweet. They're literally the best. And they know like we can literally walk up and be like, oh, can we get our usual? And they know exactly what it is. Um, we get the same thing. It's actually not coffee. We both get
1: matcha, Mm -hmm. but we get it different ways. What do you get? So I get matcha with oat milk and a little bit of honey. But if I want coffee, they also know my coffee order. They're just like, so is it coffee or matcha today? And if it's coffee, it's usually an iced lavender latte half sweet with oat milk. (laughs)
0: bougie um not an iced lavender latte. do you want to say your
1: starbucks order
0: no Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's we're bougie not, we're not gonna listen say her. to her say no her starbucks
0: i'm not order. gonna tell okay. you guys my starbucks order. Okay. it's actually embarrassing <laughs> it's literally like it takes me 30 seconds to say my, to say my whole starbucks order um my coffee order at the place that we usually go is um Or my matcha order. I always get a matcha with regular milk and vanilla, but extra sweet Mm. because I like it to taste like candy and she (laughs) likes it to taste like grass. (laughs) So that's the difference between us. Um, (laughs) But if I get a coffee, I usually just get um, an iced vanilla latte because I'm basic. Yum. Okay, this was a good one. This one says, "Do you guys believe in speaking in tongues?"
1: Where's my Bible? And by Bible I mean my phone.
0: Which, okay, this is one I picked this question to talk about because this is actually something that I've been asking quite a few people in my life about recently because it's just something I like everyone has different opinions on it and I'm just curious about like everybody's different opinions. Um
1: Hang on, Sophie's okay. pulling up a scripture right now. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> before I go into scripture, I'm just going to say out of my personal experience, yes. Um, there was an instant one instance when I was 15 that I actually, I don't know if it was interpreted tongues, but I heard somebody speaking in tongues in Spanish, but they didn't speak Spanish and I heard them in Spanish. Um, so that was like a testimony. And then another time, more recently, I think this year, um, I was praying in my room at night and it was just one of those like the lights were out and I couldn't fall asleep and I felt a burden to pray and the Holy Spirit just like came over me and pushed and it was like a faucet and I couldn't shut up and it was in tongues and I haven't before, haven't since. It was just the one time, but I do believe that God can still use speaking in tongues as like a way for you to speak to him or to even bless somebody else um it says in the scripture like 1 corinthians 12 now concerning spiritual gifts brothers i don't want you to be uninformed you know that when you were pagans you were led astray to mute idols however you were led therefore i want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of god ever says jesus is accursed and no one says jesus is lord except in the holy spirit Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith, to another healing, to another miracles, another prophecy... Another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another, various kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as He wills. So, I actually come from a Presbyterian church, which is funny because I think, I don't know if all, but I would say most Presbyterians are cessationists, which means that they don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit like being active like prophecy and tongues and all these different things um but I do just because I've seen it at work and it's from the holy spirit that he gives to one or to another and it's when he wants I don't know I I've heard people be like oh yeah I can just turn it on I've never been able to do that but I just came to a point when I was like 15 or 16 that I stepped back and was like I'm going to let God be God. And if he wants to work in that way, I will never put it past him. Yeah, I
0: think it is something that's hard for a lot of people to believe because there are people who have like faked it. Mm -hmm. And just like, I know like my parents, when they were first saved, they went to a church where they basically like hit them in the head and were like, start speaking in tongues. And my parents were like, uh, what? And like, so... I'm sure so many people in those sort of situations were like, it's expected of you. Start just like mumbling. Like I've heard so many stories of people that were like, that was not real. Like that was fake. And so I think a lot of people sort of have that question that it's like, is this a real thing? Is this something that actually happens? And I'm going to be honest. I do believe that it happens. I think like literally... Who am I to say like, no, the Lord doesn't work in this way anymore. I fully believe that it's a thing that can happen. Have I ever seen it happen and be interpreted? No, because I know that's like I've heard people speak in tongues, but it's never been in a way that was like there was there was an interpreter Mm -hmm. because. In asking the past few weeks, I've been asking a lot of people about this and because it's something that I texted Becky like a few weeks ago and I was like, hey, what do you think about speaking in tongues? (laughs) And she was like, we'll have a conversation about it. But like, because honestly, it was something that I would hear and would If I'm being completely honest, it kind of like scared me. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the heck is this? Like, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody, there was somebody that prayed over me in tongues and I was just kind of sitting there like, what is happening? Like, it felt so odd. And that, like, that's just me being vulnerable and honest, like. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is like some deep spiritual. Like I was so freaked out. Because you and couldn't so, understand. Yeah. And so then another person that I talked to about it um, was like, well, the biblical way of like that tongue should happen is somebody speaks in tongues and there's an interpreter. Mm-hmm. So I've never seen it done that way. I've never spoken in tongues myself. Do I believe that it can happen? Absolutely. Yes. But that's just my That's my take on it. I'm honestly still like asking questions about it and like trying to learn more about it because it is something that freaks me out a lot and I don't want it to, but that's just like my honest answer.
1: No, that's where I was too. But I've heard that, um, it's a prayer language between you and the Lord. So if you're praying and the Holy Spirit, like has you speaking in tongues and you're by yourself, like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then, if you're praying for somebody else, I think that's when the interpretation comes because mm-hmm. like it would be weird if someone started praying for me in like, I don't know, Swahili, I would not understand. And I'd be like, wow, thank you for the prayer. But like that, like spiritually, I'm sure it's doing something, but I w- just wouldn't understand. And it would right. be more beneficial if I understood what they were saying. Um, but then there's also where the Holy Spirit can change your tongue and like, um, I forget where it is in the Bible, but basically uh, the disciples were outside and was it at Pentecost? Everyone was like, oh, they're drunk. Like they're speaking, but everyone was hearing them in their native tongue. So like a bunch of different people groups were there and everybody heard the message that they were speaking in their language. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, oh, they're drunk. That's crazy. But it was no, it was the spirit of the Lord changing their tongues so that people could understand what they were saying. Mm. And um, I've heard of that happening too. And I think that's what happened to me in the Dominican Republic is this lady was praying in tongues, but I think that the Lord changed her tongue so that she was speaking Spanish and she didn't know it. Mm. And I've heard other testimonies like that. There was a Russian girl I've heard. I've heard stories like
0: that. And so like, I've heard so many stories like that, and I'm like, that literally is so cool. Like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know a language, and the Lord can literally just put words in your mouth. Like, literally sounds in your mouth. You don't even know that they're words, and you're speaking directly to people Mm -hmm. that speak that language. Like, that's incredible. And I've heard so many stories like that. So it's – I fully believe that it can happen. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced it personally. Yeah. So, anyways, next question – What are three attributes a guy must have in order to consider dating him? I thought this one was fun because we talk about this
1: quite a lot as
0: single girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to go off like your... Do you want to do like your top three? Yeah. And we'll exclude like genuine relationship with the Lord because I feel like that's so obvious. Yeah,
1: just a given.
0: Yeah, that's a given. Like we will 0% ever consider a guy that will not spiritually lead us. So...
1: (laughs) thank you we can just
0: that one's like number one we'll do the two three and four
1: yeah um so I actually read a book one time and it asked you like because there's so much debate about like the list making your list of the attributes you want in your future husband Mm. but this book was like listen if you had 10 things that you could pick in a person that are must-haves write these down and then you get 10 can't stand items, write those down. So in total, if you like line them up correctly, you can get about 20 in there. And I was like, this is actually a really good way to analyze like what's really important to you because I'm sure we could all make lists of like 75 things we want in a person, or maybe that's just me. Might Might be just me. (laughs) (laughs) But of things that are like important to us that we want or that we think are good general characteristics for a person to have. But when it comes down to it, like what's actually important to you. I think for me, because we're different and we need different things, um, integrity is one thing because there's this whole concept of like you need to respect the person that you're with and I have a hard time respecting people that don't have integrity. It's just something that I value. Second is communication. Good communication skills go a really long way in a relationship. I've learned that from my parents and from other people and I'm a talker, if you couldn't tell. So I really value having good, deep, meaningful conversations with somebody. Mm. In the book that we read during our six-month challenge thing, um, the guy said that he read a quote somewhere, and it was something along the lines of, Nothing will assuage the lo- like the loneliness you feel in singleness will never be assuaged by the loneliness you'll feel lying in a king-sized bed next to somebody that you can't talk about the real things in life with. Mm. And so that's why number two for me is communication. Yeah. <laughs> and then number three, I feel like those two are just like, oh, I have to have those. Um, Faithfulness. Like one of my worst fears is being cheated on and infidelity is kind of a generational curse in my family and that's something that's really important to me is somebody that's gonna choose me so I don't know what I think like fidelity or loyalty or faithfulness something in that branch would be probably my third one those are good those are really good ones um
0: for me Obviously, all of those things, too, are, like, yeah. very important. But I'm going to try to say other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, a huge, 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 huge one that I always talk about is work ethic. Mm. If you... Oh, that's true. <laughs> and I think it's because, like, that's just how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Like, work ethic is so deep-rooted in my family yeah. and my siblings and my parents and, like, If you are lazy in any capacity of the word, it's like it's a no. Mm -hmm. It is a no. Sorry, zero chance. Literally not a single chance. So that's something that's like super, super important to me. And it's not even like it has nothing to do with how much money you make. It has nothing to do with like how successful you are. It just like. Because it can take somebody years and years and years and years to become successful at the thing that they're working hard at. It's genuinely just, are you a hard worker? Like, are you a hustler? Are you a go getter? Mm-hmm. That's just something, like, if you're not, I will likely just not be attracted to you. And that's on period. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of what it is. Like, that's just a huge turn off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing that I've realized recently, okay, these aren't like the top things. These are just I because literally her things are kind of my top things too, but um, I'm just going to say three things, but something that I've realized recently actually that um, is super important to me, which I kind of didn't realize till recently and kind of shocked me a little bit is how important it is To have my dad's approval.
1: I never thought I would hear those words come out of your mouth ever. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Yeah. Guys, hold on, pause. This moment that just happened is you witnessing a miracle, a (laughs) transformation. No, I'm serious. A transformation from the inside out of something in her heart that has definitely changed in the year and a half two years that we've been friends.
0: Yeah, when I was a teenager, literally even probably like a year ago, I would have been like, yeah, like it'll it would be nice, but like I don't really care that much. But something about like my dad would always say to me too when I was younger and we would fight all the time. <laughs> he'd be like, one day you're going to wish like you're going to wish, you're going to you're going to want my approval one day, like whatever whatever. And I always my dad was always such a stickler about like he wanted to talk to the guys that I liked and he wanted to like basically interrogate them. And now (laughs) I'm like, please, like I don't want to have to do the vetting like if you can vet them for me and like as much as like growing up with your parents, you have your issues, you have your whatever like. I've come to respect my dad so much and his wisdom and his years and all the things that he told me that one day I would respect. (laughs) I do. And that I have realized like if my dad doesn't like someone. It's a no, unfortunately, like that's just if my dad's like, I don't have a good feeling about this guy, like you're screwed. (laughs) You've got no chance. And so like yeah that's that's something that like I literally I was at lunch with my brother the other day and I was like as wild as it is to hear me say this (laughs) like if dad doesn't like the person that I'm with like I'm not gonna date them and that's just what it is so having my dad's approval is super important to me and then a third one hmm this is kind of a like negotiable cuz it's not like a like you have integrity or like loyalty mm-hmm. or whatever this is kind of like a bonus but it is something that like I really like it when I see in somebody I really like when somebody's adventurous mm. like I have the most fun with people that are like let's go do this let's go do like I love people that are adventurous and that are spontaneous and that are like down to do anything and like freaking go skydiving or like go climb up a mountain or like whatever, like anything. I love when people are super adventurous. That's just something that like makes me very happy. Mm. It's definitely a negotiable. Like it's not like if a guy checks every other box besides that, they're not going to be considered. But
1: as long as they're open to it.
0: Yeah. As long as they're not like freaking couch potatoes that don't ever want to go outside and do anything.
1: It's a lifestyle compatibility thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would
0: really be like the cherry on top mm. of a cake if a guy <laughs> was super adventurous. So yeah, those are my three, I guess. <laughs> next one. Next question. <laughs> um, okay. Ooh, your opinions on cussing in music. All right, guys, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to close the podcast here and
1: That's I hope it. you See guys enjoyed. Um, Okay honest honesty time (laughs) yeah go for it guys I listen to music with cursing in it probably on a daily or at least weekly basis and I shouldn't Mm -hmm. so this is I think something that I've talked about previously yeah um it's just not good like it's just not good for your spirit It's not good for where it takes you mentally. Um, I do find, this is just personal, but I think that the overall like tone of the music impacts me more than the words sometimes. Like for me, I listen to sometimes Spanish music that curses and Spanish is technically my first language, but I'm more comfortable in English. So when I hear cursing in Spanish, like I grew up with that. I have family members that would just like and it's just like not that big a deal and sometimes I joke and say like oh it's fine God doesn't understand Spanish which he does (laughs) like that is definitely
0: not an excuse not an excuse that's more of like
1: a joke yeah that's more of a joke but um some of that music definitely has cursing in there and I find that that impacts me less than when I listen to music in English that has cursing Hmm. but overall like I shouldn't be listening to that. And I'm working on cleaning up my playlists. I actually deleted a playlist recently that was like the one that I listened to on a regular. playlist. Yeah, my bad, bad playlist. And so it's music is a part of my life that is slowly getting sanctified as I get older. And it's a two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm kind of in the same boat because I even I remember when we talked about this once on our podcast and I remember seeing comments on the youtube video podcast that we did that was like it was something along the lines of like wait but like i love listening to ariana grande and justin bieber Mm, and like i don't think that's like bad and we're not saying that it is but we're also not saying that it's good because there is a difference between like the weekend and like ariana grande well, actually, well, some songs That's something, something different. Well, okay.
1: Honestly, I think sometimes it can be just as bad to listen to a song without cursing in it. If it's, you know, the vibe as the ones with cursing in it. It can have the same effect. Yeah, because it's, it's more like the message.
0: Yeah, and I think like it's one of those things that's kind of a little bit like if you, for me. When I listen to bad music, I know it affects me. And that's something that I was told in church growing up, that bad music affects you. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. And I was just so in denial because obviously I love those artists Mm -hmm. and their music that I was like, yeah, I don't care. And am I still like, do I still sometimes listen to that music? Absolutely. Like I literally (laughs) scissor. is not a very clean artist. I literally went to her concert. I'm going to a her concert. I almost went to a Billie Eilish concert. Like all of these secular artists that I am absolutely in love with. Like I'm not gonna pretend like all I listen to is Maverick City music because it's not. I think it's like the closer your relationship becomes with the Lord, the more you have a sense of his spirit, Mm -hmm. which like when you have more of a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, you feel your convictions heavier. Yeah. And so like a couple years ago, I would listen to this music and I was so desensitized to it because I had zero like sensitivity to the holy spirit that it was like whatever. Like obviously it did affect me, but you just
1: didn't realize I didn't
0: even if I did realize I didn't care. Mm now i feel it and it makes me like it feels like a conviction and so it's one of those things that it's like we're not going to be like don't do this because we still do like that is something that's a work in progress for us like it
1: really is because drake was literally my number one artist on spotify for the past three years consecutively so
0: (laughs) yeah so we're literally like we're right there with you guys Mm -hmm. we listen to artists that curse and like even if it's like oh yeah I listen to the music but I like don't say the curse words like with the music please it's still like it doesn't matter it's still like you're still saying it in your head you're still whatever like that's not really what matters like if you're taking a look at your heart is it affecting you and if it is we'd encourage you to try to like wean off of it as much as you can but also we
1: get it like we're we're listening now i listen to drake but it's more like (laughs) the chill like blem like um fountain like the like the more chill ones that i'm like okay this is like groovy and he doesn't curse and it's not like horrible atmosphere in my brain right now because i'm listening to this music
0: right so i think use your discernment and if you're like That's the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is if he is like, if the Holy Spirit's pressing something on your heart Mm -hmm. and you listen and you obey, then it tunes your ear to what he's saying. And like, if you choose to ignore him, then like, you're going to go the opposite direction and you're going to like start ignoring the Spirit and like, That's how you become desensitized.
1: And that's where you start wondering, God, why can't I hear you? Yeah. He's like, well, it's like, because you didn't listen.
0: It's like, Lord, please answer this prayer. Like I'm, I'm wanting to, that recently happened to me with euphoria. I went to watch because everybody's been talking about euphoria. It's all over my TikTok. It's all over everything. And I was like, what is the hype about euphoria? I've never watched it. Like everyone's so obsessed with it. Did I know how inappropriate it was going to be? Absolutely not. But I went, I opened my computer and I went to play episode one, season one, because season two came out and everybody's like talking about it. Mm -hmm. I went to play episode one and right when like the black screen like came on, that was like the first, the first, like right as it started, right as episode one, season one started, I was like, I felt a check in my spirit. I was like, I shouldn't watch this. I know I shouldn't watch this. I don't know why, but like the Lord's telling me not to watch this. And you know what I did? I ignored it. And I watched the first episode and was like, what did I just watch? Like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad if you've watched euphoria. It was just something that I was deeply convicted about. And like, I felt awful about it, not because I watched it, but because I knew I ignored the Holy Spirit telling me not to. Yeah. And I literally prayed after and i was like lord i'm so sorry for watching that like i i knew you didn't want me to and i knew you told me not to and i ignored you and
1: like i'm so sorry for ignoring you and that reminds me of um the book that we read i dared to call him father Mm. so you can go look what it's about on the internet but the protagonist in the book the author bill keith shake was basically undergoing a conversion from Islam to Christianity. And as she becomes a Christian and gets to know the Lord and starts discerning the Holy Spirit in her life and trying to obey his commands, um, there were certain things that weren't directly like thou shalt not biblical laws, but just little things in her life where she felt conviction. And she talks about the process of like hearing directly okay you shouldn't do that or that wasn't right and then like the repentance and she describes it as I knew that I had come out from under the shadow of the almighty Mm. and she was like I knew that I needed to get back under his shadow yeah and that's literally what it was it's
0: like it wasn't like the actual act of watching the season like it wasn't like watching the first episode of euphoria was the bad thing right it was that the lord spoke to me and i ignored him yeah and that brought me out from under his shadow and i immediately after i was like what did i just do like i just made that decision Mm -hmm. to come out from under his shadow it had nothing to do with euphoria it had to do with the fact that i chose to come out from under his shadow and so it's kind of this like a
1: similar mm-hmm. thing. And being under there is the best place to be yeah. because his plans for you are good. And when you ignore him, it's like, why Why did I do that? You just feel so dumb sometimes because you're like, I know that that did absolutely nothing to benefit me. In fact, it may have even hurt me. And I yeah. just did it because I was selfish and I wanted to do it. Yeah, Let me tell you what. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and like... There are so, like, I want the Spirit to be guiding me in in everything that mm-hmm. I do. So Romans I, 6, baby. If I am choosing to ignore what, like, when the Holy Spirit clearly presses something on my heart. Yeah. If I choose to ignore that and I am making that decision, like, I'm messing that up for myself. Mm-hmm. Like... That's just dumb of me because then like when I go to be like, Lord, I need you to guide me on this. Like, I need you. Like, I need you. And he's like, you literally just ignored me 30 minutes ago. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, why would I tell you what to do now when like you literally, I told you what to do and you ignored me. That doesn't make any sense. So anyways, that's kind of like a little tangent, which I feel like is something that we've been learning recently because we've recently like talked about this Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. But anyways that's enough on that. Um, Next question. Next question. um, And this is the last question. Are you guys still doing the boy cleanse now? Do you want to answer first? Sure. Okay. So, I mean, I would say a little bit yes and no. Mm -hmm. Because I think for me more so yes. I'm in a like I think we have different answers now Mm -hmm. because for me I'm still in a place where I know I am not going to date anyone right now like that's just where I'm at and there's no like time limit on that it's just I know I'll have peace about moving from a season of singleness into a season of being okay with dating when the Lord brings me into that season and I don't feel him bringing me into that season right now. I feel him in this season of singleness that I'm in. So I'm pretty much still doing all the same things that we did during Boy Cleanse kind of differently. Like in Boy Cleanse, we were memorizing a verse of scripture a week, but instead- Now it's more. Yeah, now we're doing um, kind of this chapter. We're memorizing a chapter of scripture per month or per every two months um, with like a group of girls from our Bible study, which has been really cool. So I've been memorizing Exodus 20. What have you been memorizing?
1: Psalm 25.
0: Psalm 25. So I'm still doing that, still reading books or listening to them on Audible, mm-hmm. still doing a lot of the same things. So pretty much I am still doing boy cleanse because I honestly, the past like three weeks, I've kind of been doing boy cleanse better than right. I ever did in Boy in actual boy cleanse. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's even being like really intentional about like, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, not talking to any of my guy friends and like kind of distancing myself from having guy friends because I also realized that when the Lord does bring me into a season of relationship, my guy friends are not going to be my closest friends. Mm. And so why are they my closest friends now? They just shouldn't be. So just really being intentional about who I invest my time into, which is all girls And, um, yeah, so I pretty much am, but it's not like with a time limit. It's just where the Lord has me right now.
1: Yeah. And for me, um, in January, the Lord kind of like spoke to me in the car. I was on a road trip by myself back from Orlando and I was listening to a sermon from years ago, um, that my friend's dad preached on, basically like single life and kind of like the whole sexual revolution talks and i was just worshiping memorizing psalm 25 or no psalm 23 this was before we started the memorizing thing and the lord was like i just had a picture of hands that were closed like this and This visual of opening my hands like this to the Lord and in my hands was the word love life and I knew that the Lord was asking me to surrender my love life to him and that was really difficult because I thought I had and I was like but God I like I want what you want like you know that and he's like I want you to surrender it to me. Like whatever happens, if you expect it, if you don't expect it, I want you to let me lead you in this area. And it's actually caused me to be so dependent on him daily because as somebody who's single, it's just, it's something that you think about. And oh my goodness, it's been so frustrating because I'm like, God, is this you? Is this not you? Like we just want answers. And God's like, no, you want the answer. But what you need is me. And I'm like, laying in my bed at night as like a single 22 year old. And I'm like, I need you, Jesus. And I know that but I would really like a man now. (laughs) And like, that's just whatever he knows. And sometimes it's like, I don't even want a man and God brings a guy that's like cute or whatever. And like we talk. And I'm like, what is this? Like, the minute I got back, three things happened to me that were like guy related and that like doesn't happen to me usually. And I kind of just asked God and was like, are you serious right now? (laughs) Is this a joke? Like, why did you do that to me? Um, But it's just like him asking me, like put your love life in my hands because what I have for you is better than what you could ever have for yourself. So I'm in a season of open singleness, like if a valid option asks me on a date, cool. Um, if like something ends up happening, like I would be open to it, but I'm still single and I'm still just pursuing the Lord and like reading books mm-hmm. and doing the things that we established in boy clans that have been so helpful. Um, because that's where my focus still has to be is on the Lord, not on like the situation or non-situation with guys. So, Our answers are a little different, but... Yeah, she's kind of in a... We're both still in seasons of singleness. Right.
0: But hers is open singleness. Mine is closed singleness. (laughs) um, Until the Lord tells me that I should be open.
1: Open season, baby. Yeah, but it is
0: not right now. So, yeah. That's that's it. This has been fun. I actually really, really enjoyed filming this podcast. So if you guys want us to do more Q&As, because you guys had a lot of other great questions... Um, so if you guys want us to do more Q and A's, we'd love to, um, but yeah, that's it for this podcast.
1: Thank you guys for listening. And again, take everything that we've said, even in the Q Q Q and A back Mm -hmm. to the Bible, because we're still human and we don't know all the answers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we are, as we say in literally almost every podcast, we're right along with you guys learning, growing, messing up and yeah, that's it. We love you guys. We'll see you in our next podcast. Peace. Bye. <laughs>